0: So the Wisdom Nugget, and for everybody who's coming on, welcome, welcome, welcome. Kind of a last second thing. Welcome to Mojo Monday. It's kind of the idea. It's a little mental elixir to get us pumped, to get us ready, to get us going for the week. So the Wisdom Nugget from King Solomon the Great. And here's here's just a little background on this idea. The myth, the tradition, the legacy, the history of this idea is that King Solomon, and this will be my crude this would be my crude artistic hieroglyphics, is he prayed and he prayed with his hands up and he prayed and God said basically almost like a genie, almost like a genie in a bottle in a way and said basically kind of what do you want in a sense. And Solomon in this posture with his eyes up and his hands up says that his number one request is that he would have wisdom to govern, which is basically to lead the people. And so what happens is we have this kind of sequence. We have God shining down inspired thoughts into Solomon's heart. So it's inspired here. And then Solomon inscripturates those thoughts. That's what we call it when inspired thinking becomes written. It's inscripturated, and therefore it's preserved. And so here we are a few thousand years after the fact, and the idea is the words that Solomon, that God inspired into Solomon's heart that he inscripturated has been preserved for us Um very much unsullied, so that in a sense, we are getting direct inspiration from our, can't see the screen, okay, this is critical. Tashiro, thank you, I've been going crazy here. Everybody says they can see me now. Okay, much better. Can everybody see me now? See the screen. Raise your hand if you can see the screen. You can see the three secrets. My bad, Tyler DeShiro, thanks for the little text. Get me on there. Okay, everybody there? Everybody there? All right, so the gist of it, as I was saying, in the smallest little uh, rundown version of what I just said is, all right, God's up here. He inspires thoughts into Solomon's heart. So these are inspired, originally to Solomon. Solomon then inscripturates them. That's the act of writing them down And then they're passed on and preserved. So the idea is that today in our hearts, we can get the same inspiration of equal power that the wisest person who ever lived received. And then we can incarnate, which means to manifest into our life, that wisdom to produce a superior result in our life compared to if we didn't have the wisdom. Okay. Raise your hand if that made any sense in a nutshell, and then we're going straight into it. And a whole bunch more people have joined us in the last couple of minutes, so I'm really pumped to be here. Hopefully there's a lot of value for it. Alright, so with all that said, alright, here we go. This is the piece of wisdom today. It is from... it. It is from Proverbs 20, verse 4. And it says, The slothful does not plow after autumn, so he begs during the harvest and has nothing. Okay? Now, again, the slothful has anybody seen the new uh, animal planet? You know, the, or the new uh, planet Earth? It starts with that sloth. Okay? And the sloth. Okay, raise your hand if you've seen the new animal planet, because this is critical. The sloth moves literally at this fast of a pace. And so the idea of a slothful person is the idea of just slow. And what does slow look like? Slow is going to think about it. He's going to think about it. You can also be very slothful if you're going to pray about it. You need to meditate about it. You need to ask some people about it. You need to feel better before you get to work, so you kind of wait to feel better. You don't shoot the video because you're going to get a haircut on Thursday, and then you'll be ready, so you're not going to shoot the video, not shoot the video. Your voice, like mine today, is a little hoarse or something, so you're going to wait until your voice is uh, back restored fully. And that might be till Friday. So then you're getting your haircut on Thursday. But remember, Johnny has a recital on Friday. So you better wait till Saturday. But who's going to shoot a video and watch it on Saturday and Sunday? So why don't we put it off till Monday? Well, wait a minute. The start of the week is extraordinarily busy. So let's put it off till Tuesday. This is how slothful behavior works. Slothful behavior is not saying, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Slothful behavior says, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it big. I'm just going to do it later. Raise your hand if you get what I'm saying there. That's the big distinction with sloth. Sloth likes to trick us, sloth likes to fake us out, sloth likes to tell us that once we're finished, with Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets, then we're going to host a webinar. But wait a minute. I didn't read .com secrets, so then I'm going to finish .com secrets. Then I'm going to market it on Facebook. But wait a minute. I'm going to wait till after the live October event in L.A. where I can get around everybody and ask some questions because I still have a couple questions in my mind. Then... I'm going to start my marketing hardcore. Well, we get our tax return next March. So in March next year, then I'm going to get her going. Okay, does everybody get what I'm saying? Slothfulness is the secret killer. It's the secret killer of the harvest. And it's not that you tell yourself you're not going to do it. It's that you tell yourself you're going to do it later. You're gonna do it later. You're gonna do it later. You're gonna do it when the ideal circumstance is better. You're gonna do it later. Well, here's what money loves. Money loves speed. It's attracted to speed. It's like, you wanna give mother's milk? Here's the mother's milk to your business. Speed, speed, fast, idea, action, idea, action. The difference between being productive and being prolific is one of when you're productive, you get all your little check boxes marked off, right? So you had a good serious, you know, you had a good nutritious breakfast, you worked out, you sent out your email, you did this. Um, Productive is just getting days work done. Prolific is getting ahead of the game. It's preparing for harvest. After harvest, after harvest. Okay, so number one, we're already two whole words into Solomon's wisdom, okay? This is really getting somewhere. Raise your hand if you've gotten any value so far, though. I just want to be real clear on, on the slothful thing. The slothful is very slow. I talked to a guy once. He's legitimately probably 80 pounds overweight. Nice guy. And he said, hey... I'm going to do P90X. And I said, Josh, good for you. Good for you. And he said, and it was June. The month was June. He said, I'm going to start it in October. October. July. So you got June, July, August, September, October. In five months, I'm going to start it. Okay, that is what slothful is. Okay, so speed is when you get her going, you just take action, take massive action. You take action beyond your skill set. Okay, this is the secret. You take action beyond your skill set. You've seen me draw this before. You've been around my stuff for a while. Most people are like this. I'm going to learn, you know, so each one of these lines is a piece of learning. I'm gonna read that book, I'm gonna attend that conference, I'm gonna attend this webinar, I'm gonna attend that training, I'm gonna attend this work, I'm gonna read that book, I'm gonna watch that webinar, I'm gonna think about it, I gotta get my room clean, I gotta meditate about it, I gotta think about it, I gotta get ready to do it. And then the output, one little bit of work. If that. If you want to create an extreme velocity and get speed going in your life, you reverse that completely. You're hosting a webinar, but you barely even know what you're doing. You're hosting just a micro training. You barely know what you're doing. You're throwing Facebook ads out there. You barely know what you're doing. You're hopping on the phone with prospects. You barely know what you're doing. You're baking honey posts on social media. You barely know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, you're getting so much external output that it creates this energy, just this huge energy, where all of a sudden you need the books. You need the conferences to catch up with your work. Raise your hand if you get what I'm saying there. Because that's the secret sauce. When you're acting beyond the level of your competency, you are in a state of quantum. When you are doing work beyond your level of certainty, that is where you get your courage. And when you're in courage, and when you're working with that kind of edge. You grow so fast. Slothful people don't do that. So anyway, okay. Value so far. So far so good. In the questions real quick, comment one thing that you've learned so far. And uh, I won't read the name. I'll just say the comment real quick. So I'm getting wows. Yes, for sure. This is awesome. Great, great. Oh my goodness. You're on fire. Thank you. I like that. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Number one thing you've learned, um, act beyond your level of competency. Here's where this takes a ton of courage. Because it's beyond your level of competency. competency. You could mess it up. You could screw it up. And that's where your mind actually starts working. Your primal instinctive behaviors start functioning again. And your whole soul wakes up. Because it needs to wake up. Because it's out of the little... Nest of comfort. It's out of that little nest and now it's in the jungle. Now it's in the marketplace. This is when your instincts and your guts and your intuition and your action and creativity, all of it has to be summoned. You have to put yourself into situations where your creativity must be summoned. It has to be summoned. So ask yourself if you're taking notes on this, am I putting myself in positions? And here's the thing as an entrepreneur, Or as an entrepreneur, you have no boss. You are your boss. You have to tell yourself and boss yourself to say, go into that market today and do things you've never done. That's when you light up. That's when you learn. That's when it's like learning a new language, learning to thrive in a place you've never thrived before. Am I putting myself in a situation that forces me to learn? Am I putting myself in a situation that forces me to grow, that forces me to have courage, that forces me to summon inspiration, that forces me to have courage and demonstrate courage? When you put yourself in that setting like that all the time, your mind will crackle and your life will pop. You will get so lost in the doing and the becoming that your worries, all the termites, Of your, oh my gosh, am I going to make enough money? Do I have enough for retirement? You won't have time for that shit. Because you are working. You are on the edge of an epiphany. You are on the edge of a harvest. Your eyes are thinking harvest. But when you're sitting back, your mind is designed to be in the market. It's designed to be in the creative space. It's not designed to sit back and ruminate on your fears the misuse of your imagination. That is where you start chasing your tail. That is where you start chewing your paw. We were designed to be out. We were designed to be active. We were designed to be grown. Okay, this stuff is clutch. Okay, great stuff. And listen, some of you are saying you're too slothful on here. Don't give yourself that identity, okay? I just want to be gentle here. But I want you to say... Hey, listen, I have bits of sloth in me. Are you kidding me? Are you, I am, I, I am teaching myself right now, okay? This is a message for me, number one, okay? So some of you are saying you're too slothful, but here's the thing. A lot of times, sloth and slowness and procrastination, all those things, those are just sitting there because we're not certain of the future, it's because we haven't been inspired and put in, in into that future. We haven't been summoned into it. So today, together, you know, collectively, let's just summon forth all of us into that place. Into that place of the market. Into that place of creativity. Into that place of action. Summon yourself in there and you'll gain strength as you're doing it. Okay. Uh, got it? And let me keep rolling here. So. I'm sloth- I need a master hard skills, get out of my comfort zone. I got it. Uh, mother's milk for your business is action. The kids are oh oh, my kids are all watching. Isn't that cute? Um, don't work. Don't beat yourself up. Just know that money loves speed. So if you're slothful, it's not like you just turn into an absolute, r- like, fire beaver of work over here. It's usually a transition. So if you're mainly slothful and you start taking little bits of action... Just cheer on the little bits of action. You don't have to have a 100% radical transformation in a day. I've never seen that. You get your muscle memory. You get familiar with how to get going. So give yourself you know, the, the patience to get productive. All right. So the slothful does not plow after the harvest. So here's the thing. So he begs during the harvest and has nothing. So number one, Speed is always better than sloth every time, and speed is action almost every time. Number two, here's the preconditions. Preconditions of the harvest here is what? The slothful does not plow after the harvest. Well, here's after the the autumn. Well, the catch is you don't make any money when you plow. It's a precondition before you plant, which is a precondition before you harvest harvest comes after a series of what i would say inevitability steps okay it's inevitability steps so the preconditions of a harvest are plowing so let's think in marketing now what are steps of plowing (laughs) what are steps of sowing okay what will tip the odds? What will make it inevitable for you to get to a harvest? Because everybody likes the harvest. Because look what happens. If we're slothful, we end up begging during the harvest, and we have nothing. So number three, look at this. We're, if, we're speed, if we do the speed, we do the plowing, we do the sowing, then we do the reaping and the collecting. We're dancing during the harvest. Our hands are lifted to heaven. Thank you, Lord of the harvest. We're grateful for the harvest. We're with our friends. We're doing toasts. We're eating the foods we want to eat. We're drinking the drinks we want to eat or drinks we want to drink. We're at the restaurants we want to be at. We're with the people we want to be at. There's a party. There's a celebration. There's a harvest party. Okay, that's, that's the reward for speed. But this verse gives us the opposite. It doesn't mean if you don't plant, you get to take it easy, right? Because it seems like this guy's actually, um, it seems like the slothful person is smart here. He's not working. Well, the person who's plowing is not making any money either. So the slothful looks like he's got one up on him because he's not plowing, he's taking it easy. Okay? And then he's not planting, and planting's hard work. So this is sweaty plowing. Planting is sweaty. Okay, so again, he's got another one up because he's just on the couch or he's reading the book while the other suckers sitting there plowing and planting. Plowing is training in a lot of ways. Mental transformations for yourself. Planting is Facebook ads. Cultivating those Facebook ads, those instant direct things. Those webinars, those trainings, getting your link exposed, getting out there, interacting with the market, but none of that actually makes you the money. It's not till the transaction takes place from a prospect from a prospect into a buyer. So here's at the end, now the harvest shows up. Well, what's nice about the harvest is there's a time to dance, there's a time to celebrate. And the speedy person enjoys the harvest greatly, right? They greatly enjoy the harvest. But you don't, it's the inevitability of behavior that has to happen. It's guaranteed residual behaviors and emotions. You get guaranteed residuals on how we're living, our preconditions. So the slothful man here doesn't plow. He doesn't plant. And then what does he do? He begs. So here you have, you have, we basically kind of are presented with two options in Scripture. In one hand, we're sitting here begging. This is This is not a good place to be, in a place of begging, in a place of yearning, in a place of needing. See, and and Jim Rohn says you don't get to come to the marketplace with your needs. You come with service, right? Well, he's sitting here begging. He's got nothing. Meanwhile, the diligent person is over here dancing. They're over here in blessing. And some of these people will say, well, you know, some of these slothful people, she's sure lucky. Things always work out for her. Things always work out for him. He's younger than me. He's older than me. He's more experienced than me. She's better looking than me. It always works out for them. They're in California. Well, they're in Florida. Well, they grew up with... There's always some story over here, but we we do not get to avoid the emotional residual result. Okay? Raise your hand if you understand what I'm saying. There's no avoiding the result. We are either going to be begging or we're going to be dancing we they're going to be blessed or we're going to be begging. Okay. And there was just for, in my life, it got to the point where it was very exhausting for me to not have money anymore. It was tiring. It was wearing me down. It was wearing me out. I believe that injections of wealth, injections of prosperity that come from deserving, which deserving is another word. Deserve is a very simple word. If you break it down, it's uh, it looks like this, deserve. That's a uh, day is of or from, and then serve is of service. From service So when you're dancing and you've got the harvest and you're not begging, you're giving. You're generous. Okay? You're doing these acts of generosity, you're blessed, you're in favor, you're in all these things. You deserve it because it's from your service to the world. It's of your service. So to wrap this up, I said 30 minutes, and I I did mean 30 minutes. In short, the slothful move very slow. And what they tell themselves is not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, it's just gonna be way later. Okay, at a better time. There's never a better time. Does not plow, does not commit to the preconditions. Here's the thing, as a marketer, in our space, the preconditions are very simple. I would, I would say this off the top of my head. The preconditions for a harvest so that we're not begging during a harvest is this. Number one, self-development. Okay? Self-development of your potential through God, through meditation, through dusting off your soul, through awakening your dreams, through lifting your standards, through closing your ears to the grumble of, Whispers of of just people that are not aligned with where you want to take your life. Okay, doesn't mean you judge these people or ignore these people or whatever. But their words, you don't feed on those words. You feed from higher above you. Okay, self development to me is feeding above me. Today I read a book by a couple of the Google founders this morning. Not the whole book. But they're above me, so I'm pulling from them. I spent a while with Solomon, he's way above me. I'm pulling from him. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? Raise your hand if you get what I'm saying there. I start my self-development by going up and pulling down into me, okay? So that's a precondition, but you can't get lost there and become a personal development junkie. Now, you've gotta learn how to plow, and you've gotta learn how to plant, And if you have the right seed, uh, this is another training for another day. But if you have good seed, that seed, if you plant it properly, and you plant it in front of the right people, and you plow and you plant and you sow the seed, it's got to yield. It has to yield. It just yields if it's decent seed. Okay? So self-development, plowing, planting, planting. Sowing seed, and then finally preparing yourself for the harvest. Here's my little leave tip Are you ready for a harvest? Do you know what you want? Do you know what you want to buy? Have you priced it out? Are you ready for it? There's been seasons in my career where I've had, where, you know, my career goes like this, and I mean, it, whatever. And when I say my career, it just means the financial flow, which is whatever. I'm not, it's not the only metric in my career that I look at. But sometimes it's like this. Well, the entire time, no matter where the money's at, I have things priced out. I know the cost of private jets. I know the cost of living in different places. I know the cost of buying houses in different spots. I know what it costs to rent and be on the ski hills of the mountains that I want to be at. I know what it costs to spend two months in a four-bedroom apartment in New York City where I want to take my family. I know what it costs to do Airbnb and spend a month in Hawaii with good internet access and all these things. There's certain things that I'm aspiring to. Right now, we're in, we use our Renaissance memberships and we get nice deals on condos in Hawaii and condos in Colorado. Those are steps in my dreams. I have dreams to be to get the bigger houses to rent. I'm not sure I care to own in Colorado, but to rent bigger directly on the mountain. And versus a week in Hawaii, a month in Hawaii, and versus a weekend trip to New York, a month in New York, so the kids can wake up, we can run Central Park, we can go look at the museums. I've spent these things out and those are carrots that pull me forward. But are you ready for your harvest? Or do you in your mind, if a hundred grand dropped into your lap right now, is the, is the height of your harvest dreams? I'll pay off those credit cards. Oh, that's freaking inspiring. That's going to move mountains. I'm going to get back to zero. Yeah, I'm going to get to zero. Go zero. No, that's not inspiring. I will tell you to just, with the idea of develop and you could say well why you know who cares why why dream that big and here's why is because I think dreams are the oxygen for the soul I think wanting more now this is different than being malcontent and and wanting more so you can show it off to others but it's really wanting more so you can develop yourself develop your family develop your business develop your potential how far can you take it? And there's places where you can level out. Okay, but it's it's custom your life. But are you ready for a harvest? Do you know what you do with two, three, four hundred thousand dollars? What are you gonna do if you make two hundred thousand this year? Are you ready for a harvest? And here's, here's my little parting thought. That's all my parting thoughts. They're right there on the screen. All right, gang. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, I, I do want to thank you for being on this as well. Um, you know, I've really, I haven't marketed for years actually. And I just, you know, I haven't done webinars in a long time. I haven't done trainings in a long time. I used to do these all the time. I'll probably kick up and do some more of them. But, uh, you know, when I I did a webinar, one of my first ones to my private list, um, it might have. I was still in Arizona, so it was. It was a solid three months ago. Okay, not one person showed up. Now this is Mister Eight Figure. Not one person. Not one person. There was not a soul on that webinar. I was the only attendee. Now here's what I said to myself. I said. All right, I don't get to rely on the past. I It, I, it doesn't carry. Just because I have done great things in the past, it doesn't necessarily carry. So I started marketing a little bit. And then I hosted a webinar. I had 14 people. One, four. And I thought, that's not bad. And I hosted a webinar and I had 20. And in a very short time, in a very fast time, and now without any... Any real warning or whatever at all, I uh, go here and last week I hosted one and had 70. And I said, okay, my goal by the end of August is to average 100 registrants on my webinars. Just, you know, I'm building back and I'll be back to a thousand people by the end of the year every time I do this. Now I'm at 101, so I already beat my goal before the month started, so maybe we'll make this 150 now at the end of the month. But I want to thank you for being here, and I want to let you guys know that I'm in this in the same sense that you are, and it's just maybe at a different place, a skill set, or different you know tools I get to pull from because of my experience or whatever, but when you host your webinar and nobody shows up, me and you are affinity partners, then host one And 10 people show up. Then maybe 50. Then maybe 70. Then over 100. Then it gets to 250. Because I know the preconditions. I'm telling you in my own heart here. I know the precondition. What tips the odd. What makes it inevitable that any time I want to push a button and create money. Is when I get to about 250. Because I know when I have 250 Attendees regularly. I can push buttons and make money. I can do this. I can type some stuff. I can hit send. And I can make money. Every time I do it. And it's a process. And I'm committed to the preconditions. I am not beholden to the harvest. I am in love with the preconditions. The plowing, the planting, the sowing, the improving. And I know that the harvest comes as a symptom. It's a symptom, okay? Raise your hand if you catch what I'm saying. Your harvest is a symptom. It is an effect. The causes are the sowing, the seed, the planting, the plowing, the self-development, the commitment, the vision to see the harvest. But know that you can't touch it. It must be attracted through the preconditions. That's the promise of the week. Okay, love you guys. Let's have a killer week. That's all I got. Much love.